We hold these truths to be self-evident. All men and women created by the goal. You know the, you know the thing. We are a group of friends bound by our appreciation for liberty and good podcasting. Free-minded thinkers from all walks of life, our values come together with one accord to discuss the common culture and news of the day, along with whatever random crap is going on in our lives. Welcome to the Union of the Unknowns. <laughs> all right. Thank you, President Biden. And uh, thank you, Kyle, for that expertly delivered introduction. And thank all of you, our listeners. I'm your host today, Keel Thor, coming to you from my humble underground recording studio in the outskirts of Metro Atlanta, the great state of Georgia, USA. With me today are the unknowns. We've got the lovely Atlanta connector, Jackie. And from the rain-soaked metropolis of Seattle, the aptly named Big Perm, we have from uh, broadcasting from his Toonstead in the free state of New Hampshire, the, the cool one, Toons. <laughs> and last but certainly not least, the always irresistible, the unflappable, Ism Cant. Today, welcome everybody. Today I want to talk about a topic that I believe forms the basis of what we do here. That is our red pill moments, our political awakenings, when we began to question our reality. We all come to these moments from different angles, and I believe that our listeners would find it helpful to hear our stories. Not only that, but if we can provide some advice or talk about real life experiences about helping others, our friends and family reach that moment. So Jackie, why don't you kick us off here? I wanna hear your story about when you realized <clears throat> that all of the stuff we hear in the news and the stuff the president says and the stuff our experts tell us is largely bullshit. And what you, what, how you've changed your life to accommodate that realization? Well, it's probably back in my twenties. If I, I don't really know of like an exact moment. I just know that in my twenties, I started just knowing that the government was full of crap, and that the government, like when I was looking at the different, especially I'll tell you like part of it was like, especially after 9-11, that's when I realized that it was like a hit job against our own people from our own government. Yeah. Uh, the ones that we duly elected, allegedly elected into office. Um, so anyhow, so they, I just knew it was bull crap, but I always like saw these things with my faith, my Christianity and stuff. I saw these things where I just saw ways that the government was trying to come in and replace God and be your God. Like they want, they want to be your savior. They want to, they want to look at, um, uh, they come in, they create the disaster and then they want to come in and like protect you. But it's, I don't, I don't know the exact moment, but it was definitely right around 9-11, and that's when I really started paying more attention 
to politics. And then when I would get into disagreements with some of my friends that were more leftist, and I would be like, they're all full of crap anyways, and they're all on the same team. So what does it even matter? Why are we even arguing about this? It doesn't matter. Right. I, I think 9-11 is a, a big one for a lot of people. What about uh, Big Perm? What do you what do you uh, what do you say about that? Was it 9-11 also for you? Uh, no, I 9-11 came later for me. It was actually in 2001, though, around the time. 9-11 happened and I always have said for the last few years when people ask me what woke you up I've always said in 2017 I met a co-worker who started teaching me about crypto and then dropping truth bombs on me about other things in the world mm -hmm. but lately I've been thinking back and there's been little drops of knowledge going back to 2001 that I just didn't realize was waking me up a little bit at a time um, in 2001, I had this history teacher. I was a junior in high school, uh, right around the time 9-11 happened. I was in his class when, like, we were watching the tap second tower fall. And anyway, he taught us that George Washington wasn't the first president. And he said John Hansen was. And I had never heard anything like that. This is ridiculous. But... I went and told my dad, hey, did you know that George Washington wasn't the first president? My history teacher told us that this guy John Hansen was. He was like, well, are you just going to take his, his word for it or are you going to look into it? So I'm like, all right, good call. So I started digging deeper and I found out that there was like six more presidents before John Hansen and that Samuel Huntington was the first president. And it just differed between being like under the Articles of Confederation and under the current constitution or whatever mm -hmm. so that taught me to at least like not take everything at face value and do my own research a bit but i didn't think of that as any kind of waking up moment it was just at the time anyway it was just you know growing up i guess but uh then in 2000 i'd say eight ish or something i read a book by michael Crichton called uh state of fear and the book follow it's fictional, but there was like eco terrorists that were like purposely causing natural disasters in the name of like climate change emergency type of thing. So they'd cause these natural disasters and point to them like we need to do something to fix the planet or whatever. Humans are ruining the planet, kind of like what we see now. Like they're just like bombarding us with climate change thing after you know all day so at the time i was like never thought about like propaganda and that people could actually do things like this obviously it was fiction but michael Crichton was known to put a lot of actual science and research into his fictional books so that got me thinking like maybe the whole climate change agenda is a hoax and this is you know 14 years ago but again, I never thought myself as woke. It was just another drop in the bucket of knowledge that now that I've realized has kind of molded who I am. And then in 2017 is when I really just started deep diving and podcasts were way more accessible and started listening to The Conspiracy Farm and uh, Tinfoil Hat 
and truth or theory and then the propaganda report and so on and so on those uh those conspiracy guys from ireland they really go super deep like six hour episodes on every topic so that's how i really started learning like the ins and outs of all these conspiracies not that i buy into all of them but i definitely am interested to hear the research yep research is key i think i think one of the pillars of becoming aware of your you know the, the reality we live in is uh, doing your own doing your own work doing your own research you know you're, nobody's gonna you can't sit there and talk to somebody and they'll tell you some crazy story and you just believe it because it's gonna sound crazy you gotta you gotta go out there and look up the facts yeah doing your own research is obviously number one but at the same time i think it's really helpful to put together a group of different researchers that their research has panned out over and over again to where that you can kind of trust most of what they say so you don't spend your entire time researching everything like people like monica i i trust monica perez from the monica's deep dives and the propaganda report she uh she does solid research and i don't sense that anything she's ever said whether it was correct or not was purposely incorrect yeah definitely she, she might been... not be right all the time but she's not gonna lie to you correct 100 percent, and she's spot on so much oh my gosh like she just i'm like monica you say something and then like a few days later it happens i'm like what the frickity frack is going on here she definitely has a good uh, Nostradamus brain on her, I think. Um, so Justin, you you seem to me to be the kind of person who didn't really and and tunes also are both guys that don't. They I, I look at you guys and I think you weren't buying anything anybody ever told you ever. <laughs> We don't we don't play by the rules yeah i think it is a personality type to uh buck trends i i guess eh? to, to tread your own path so i think from the rip guys like me and justin were already primed to uh um to use colorful language uh you know fuck off don't tell me what to do um i think it's just a personality type for some of us but it's, uh, I, I think what, what really helped me keep my eyes open was I, I didn't finish high school. Uh, so I didn't have that extra four years of state programming to, uh, you know, put, you know, salute the flag and, you know, uh, salute the picture of Abraham Lincoln on the wall as if he was some, some hero of quote unquote democracy. Let me ask you, Justin, was, was one of your first moments uh, when you first started working and you saw your paycheck and you saw that, uh, you know, I'm supposed to make X, but this much went to daddy I mean, gov. Shit, I mean, I've been doing a lot of overtime this summer and uh, yeah. I have the biggest paycheck ever. And then I watched a third of it just. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
And it's like, oh, well, you know, that's that's why I worked an extra 20 hours this week so that government could get an extra grand. And if you really look into it, like, <clears throat> I mean, depending on what state you live in, there's there's months of work per year that you, you know, volunteer involuntarily for for Uncle Sam. Right. Well, and it's 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 one of those things where a lot of people try are saying like, um, you know, if everyone just stopped paying taxes, then, you know, what would you know, the, the government would have no choice other than to listen to the people. Then they're going like, dude, we got 30 trillion in just debt, <laughs> not not even counting unfunded liabilities like Social yep. Security, like 80 percent of all U.S. dollars have been made in the past 18 months. You really think that that that's tax revenue is chump change for them. The only reason that they take taxes is to keep you from saving up too much money so that you'll always have a reliance on the government. That may have been viable when we had sound money. Right. Standard. Yep. Yeah, if they if they couldn't just hit zero on the fucking keyboard at the end of a fucking their the Federal Reserve's bank account. Then, at, at this point, it can't be a human hitting zero either. It's got to be AI. I don't think a human could hit zero fast enough. <laughs> just, just stick something like a toothpick in the keyboard and just that's it. Yeah, that's zero it. press down twenty four seven. Yeah. No, it's wild. But it's. I'm actually a little surprised. I figured this this entire episode was just going to be people talking about how Ron Paul brought them into the Liberty Movement. <laughs> Uh, I say it's. I, I kind of have a Ron Paul story, but uh, actually, my first experience was listening to Dave Smith on it was either Ari Shafir's State of the Union podcast or Joe Rogan had him on. And it was, I was brand new to podcasts. I was like, you know what? Taxation is theft. <laughs> like, that makes sense. And I've always been pretty apolitical. It's, I've never voted in my life because I'm not gay. Uh, <laughs> but, I mean, voting is fake and gay. If anything's fake and gay, it's voting. Uh, but it, is, it just rung true to me. And then, so I do have, like, a kind of Ron Paul, because Ron Paul's who turned Dave Smith. Although I'm not the biggest Dave Smith fan anymore. So take that for what you will. I didn't. I didn't know about Ron Paul until he ran for president back in whenever that was the first time. And the well, his first time was, I believe, like well, back in the 80s on the Libertarian yeah. Party. 88, um, I believe. Yeah, not yeah, the first, first so. time. And then 2008 um, and 2012, I believe he also ran, with 2012 being his departure out of politics and just into public or private life. Yeah, it was uh, when the. Uh, the Tea Party thing started is when I first started hearing about Ron Paul. To be honest, I didn't really know anything about Ron Paul until I joined this community. <laughs> really? Wow. Oh, it's I, I, I mean, I, w I won't say every episode, but almost every episode of Ron Paul's Liberty Report. It, it's a must listen for me. Uh, they're usually 10, maybe 20 minutes long, and it's just packed full of just liberty and in. Because Ron Paul, he he was in government for decades, so he really knows how it all works. So um, I I really do think he's he's a good person to listen to. 
as far as what what can be done versus what must be done, which is a whole nother podcast. <laughs> sure. So uh, we got podcasts and what about you? Uh, I don't know if you mentioned tunes, what, what really sparked your. I, I've been, I've been chewing this over since you mentioned it. And I, I really don't think there was a specific moment. Um, but a big thing for me is uh, just starting to work. Um, I, uh, college was out of the picture for me. You know, not that I was dumb, but uh, I hate school. I just can't stand sitting still. I can't, stand, I'm a, oh, I'm yeah. a blue collar kind of guy. Um, so, so I went to work three days after, well, before I graduated, but three days, uh, they, they let us out, they let seniors go before they graduated in like May. And I was already working full time by the time I graduated high school. And, uh, when, you know, I knew that was the plan. I knew I was going to go, you know, forge my path, you know, like a frontiersman, you know, I'm going to make my, my riches off the sweat of my brow. But, uh, you know, you get your first paycheck and I, I was living in Massachusetts at the time and I'm looking at the thing and I'm like, so I'm supposed to make, it was probably, you know, $10 an hour, 40, you know, 400 bucks. And I'm, I'm taking home, you know, 280 because, uh, why? <laughs> so I, I think that was the first, uh, first moment for me that I was like, uh, this, this is definitely a scam because, uh, uncle Sam's not hooking me up for, you know, a third of my, a third of my paycheck, you know, I, I'm not getting that back. So I think that was the biggest red pill moment. And then, you know, it, like Perm was saying earlier, I think it's a slow drip for a lot of people. Um, and then there might be a, a single story that slaps you right in the face. So, so I was a slow drip kind of guy. I was, I was on the libertarian train, uh, when COVID came around, but once COVID came around and I, you know, the government told me I can't go to work because of germs. I, 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 you know, that, that's when everything was fake for me. Um, yeah, that, that was the, that was the, uh, I don't know that may be the black pill moment for me, uh, to be completely honest, but yeah. Well, let's not, let's, you know, keep in there. Let's not go over the edge. You know, <laughs> we don't want to right. black pill everybody. No, uh, no, I know for me, I'm, uh, I was kind of the same. It, there wasn't a single moment for everything, but um, there were moments I can remember that shifted my mind uh, as I was coming up. Uh, the, the big one I always remember, though, is when I was in college and I was reading my political science book, and it was I, real, I was reading about the different political philosophies that were kind of mainstream and they had libertarianism in there. And I'd never heard of that. My parents are both conservative Republicans. You know, you should always vote for Republican because Democrats don't know what they're doing, that kind of attitude. And so when I heard, wait a minute, I can, I can not want to pay a bunch of taxes and I don't have to hate my pot smoking friends. What's, why am I not doing this? You know? So that after that point, I was gobbling up political philosophy and current events and stuff as much as I could. But uh, you know, I didn't get I didn't get into I didn't get angry about stuff until years later. Uh, 
the the wars in Iraq and Afghanistan and 9/11, those never sat right with me, and and I, I didn't wasn't in conspiracy stuff yet at that point, although I knew about conspiracies, but you know that's when I got really angry at the government for kind of you know ignoring the principles that the the country was based on and pissing all over the constitution and you know all this mass murder man not for mass murder you know (laughs) and then you know years later after that the co-worker recommended alex jones and he says all his wacky stuff and so that forced me to have to research things like big perm was saying and anyway (laughs) I, i started listening to podcasts too and but i didn't I heard, I used to listen to Neil Bortz back in the day on WSB radio, and he's a libertarian guy since retired, but when I heard Monica Perez on WSB, and she had, she referred to herself as an anarcho-capitalist, which I had already been calling myself at that time, I was like, holy shit, what is this lady talking, I've never heard anybody say that outside of my own head. And so that just put the hook in me. And uh, this may be a a thread that we can pull on for a future topic, but it is interesting that because you grew up where you grew up, that you had to vote Republican and your parents are conservative. And it's the polar opposite where I grew up with suburbs of Boston, where um, we are liberals and our parents vote democrats and that's just what you do it, it's funny how it's very regional and very uh it's just in the water i'm curious how that started and uh what contributes to that because it it, it does definitely seem regional and um um almost like legacy you know the team red gets team red spots and team blue gets team blue spots i'm curious if anybody's done a, any research on that topic i can at least real quick speak to both sides of that actually right uh i grew up with parents that were conservative republican i've been voting republican since i was old enough to vote and even in grade school we had a like a fake polling or voting booth set up and they gave us a chance to fill out a sheet of paper and vote and i remember voting for bob dole in like third grade or something like that and uh it wasn't until 2016 that i voted or that I didn't vote Republican on an election and I went Libertarian. And uh, it wasn't because I knew anything about Libertarian. I just couldn't vote for Trump and I couldn't vote for Hillary. So I went with the only other option at the time. Was that Gary Johnson? Yeah. And he was on Rogan, so that was fun. But uh, so my parents split up when I was like nine. And my dad ended up marrying a girl from Philly. And he is now a Democrat. And they are like, we're all about Obama and stuff. And my mom and stepdad are all about, not all about Trump, but they're conservative and voted Trump or whatever. So it it's kind of funny how you said like the New England East Coast-ish area, you had the, you know, the liberal mindset over there it's something in the water i think and bob dole was the first actual election that i voted in 
I, and I, I cast my vote for Bob. Bob Dole. I'm Bob Dole. Yep. Me too. I was like seven. He said he was going to get rid of the. He was going to get rid of the income tax. That guy. Yeah, that, was, that was before when we actually thought that they could actually get in if the system didn't want them in, right? Yeah. <laughs> you know, I I think I started voting when it was the first Bush, I think, and that was when I was totally blind to what how corrupt it actually was like i just didn't believe the government as a whole but that's when i believe that like voting still actually worked and all that stuff i feel like this is jackie's origin story on on how she got started at the cia uh started with voting for herbert walker bush right and uh i mean he was just coming off the head of the cia so it all comes together tap on the shoulder and then 20 years later here we go and now she's getting us all here on video talking about what would now be called domestic terrorist ideology oh yeah according to your president yeah she's gonna lock us up soon not my president (laughs) y'all remember that that was the best yes that's when they were talking about trump right not my president i believe that started with obama did i was about to say and other people said with obama yeah and people say with joe now too so to tap into the to the original topic, how do we uh, how do you speak to people that actually do believe that not my president? You know, I I more, I more think of uh, Trigglypuff, uh, Trump derangement syndrome people uh, when I put that question out there. But um, how do how do you talk to normies? How are, first of all, how are there still normies now after the last you know ten years that we've gone through? How are still people still living in the matrix? They, I don't know. They are more comfortable. It's it's all about comfort. If you if you stray from the mainstream narrative, it's not comfortable. I've, we've been doing it for so long that we're fine with it. But when you've been lied to your whole life, it it doesn't feel good to look at yourself in the mirror and think like, "Fuck, I've been, I've been just." a sheep all this time well and it's there's nothing harder than than admitting that not only what i believe was wrong but everything that i've been advocating for is wrong so if if you ever choose to cross that line now you have like you have to redeem yourself uh because well look at all this evil that i've been advocating for for all of these years and i think that's just a line most people are unwilling to cross um, but to the first question, how do you talk to normies? Uh, my answer is you don't, <laughs> you mock and ridicule them. I don't know what else you can do. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, I was in Walmart today and there's still dudes wearing masks and I'm like, how, how do you think that a piece of paper is going to protect you from germs? Like, well, and it, it'd be one thing if unbelievable. If people- if people were actually wearing properly fitted like KN95 masks, I'd be like, okay, maybe, you know, maybe. But <laughs> there's just still walking around with these flimsy ass fucking probably asbestos ridden masks stuck to their face. Yeah, I'm seeing more masks now than I did three months ago. It's like 
something but, changed and it's picked up here like people are walking around outside with masks on and like you said they're all wearing these cloth masks it's like you're dumb enough to wear the mask but you're not even like being safe about it. like no one no one ever just uses a surgical mask as it was no. intended to be used as a one one-time usage dispose of it you know, you never touch your face. You only touch the things, the things that pull around your ears. Uh, yeah, it's people, they, they, they carry their masks on the rearview mirror if they're not wearing it while they're driving by themselves. I have to wear a, a respirator, like a big boy, you know, full face with tight fit uh, respirator. And if, if you don't wear that right, you get fucked up real quick. And, you know. You can smell the, the the fumes of the chemicals that we use for work. Like, you're going to tell me that, like, a germ is going to, you know, be protected because you pulled your shirt over your mouth? Like, let's do an experiment real quick, right? I'm going to smoke my cigar and blow it through my fucking shirt. Yeah, we, they had to put out a notice yeah. to everyone at work to not bully or make fun of people still wearing masks at work because it's their choice to wear the mask. And it was never people, our choice to not wear a mask, though. Fuck you see off. these people coming Fuck in off. with Bully a piece of fabric of on their face, and it's like... Give me a break. At least wear the N95 if you're scared. Like, who am I to tell you you can't be scared? Hmm. But if you're going to be scared, at least use some fucking sense. And if we're but gonna obviously scared. they don't have any sense, so I don't know what why even look in their direction anymore there was a lady when i was going down to the pool last night to smoke me a cigar a cigar i've been listening to bill bird too much sorry i tagged you on that i scared off jackie's friend last night oh which which friend what are you talking about oh there's a guy sitting with you and i kept playing all those noises oh larry (laughs) no 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 you didn't scare him off he was tired of smelling my cigar uh tunes i tagged you on one of his podcasts where you were talking about massachusetts yeah 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 yeah. anyhow uh so as i was walking down there she was talking to this other lady but recently like a month or so ago she got the vid and the okie doke or whatever we call it and oh she got oh oh they're walking outside to walk the dog nobody was around them they had a mask on we have covid like she was wearing it like it was a badge of honor or something. And I was like, okay, whatever. Nobody cares, lady. We don't give a shit. None of us are vaccinated that are sitting over here. And we still don't care. Yeah. So The, the culture, the, sorry, Jackie. Uh, the yeah. culture behind all this is, is, I mean, if we weren't going into economic downturn, the culture on top of this, like, I'm going to miss 10 days because I have the sniffles and the PCR test said, you know like if if we weren't screwed already like just the culture of i'm scared of the air the first week of this year literally january whatever i can't i come back from uh the holidays days off or whatever for new years and i test positive and i had to use a week's vacation literally the first week of the year after my vacation hours just re-upped like wow. there goes a third of my vacation for the year. Wow. And all I had was an achy knee for about two hours and then I was fine. That was the extent of my COVID symptoms. That's crazy. 
That's crazy. And 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 you probably weren't even um freaking uh contagious either. So. I don't know. I'm not a doctor, so I can't speak to that. But anyhow, and that is the answer that everyone should be giving instead of telling yeah. you, yeah. I know this or that. Here's the thing about that, though. Uh, I got Google and Facebook, so I'm as good as a doctor. Yep. You're better than a doctor. Thank you. You listen to Fauci. <laughs> you trust the science. I the saw. Science um, but I didn't finish what I was saying. You guys kind of just. Yeah. So the last thing I'm. Uh, the last thing I was going to say is is that uh, as I was walking past her when she was talking to her friend about masks or the shot or whatever oh no they were talking about something i forgot and then uh, i was drunk by that time so anyway so she said oh something about during covid and i said oh you were afraid of covid she's like yes i was i had people die and i was like i'm sorry i didn't mean to offend you like i'm really sorry like it wasn't i was just like shocked that I guess because I wasn't, you know what I mean? I was just like, whatever about it. I was just like surprised that people were afraid of it. I'm still like shocked, even though I should know because she's like a nut job, but whatever. Anyways, I, I'm done. Sorry. I, I saw a Target commercial today and it was a back to school thing. And, um, you know, the kids were running around with backpacks and stuff. And then every once in a while, they'd have a kid with a cloth mask on. All the rest of them were not wearing any masks, but the, there would be one or two every once in a while that have it. And I, I'm thinking, who, who are you marketing toward? The, the, I mean, is there a segment of the population that's gonna see that and say, oh, Target is my kind of place because I'm afraid of sending my kid to school without a mask on right now. So I, I'm gonna go buy stuff from them. I mean, it's, I question what, how effective all, like, have you ever seen a car commercial? Like, when was the last time you saw a, a commercial for the new Dodge Ram and go, oh my God, I have to go <laughs> buy that truck now. It's, the best is, is the uh, commercials when, you know, Christmas time when uh, husband walks out and the Lexus has got a bow over the, right. over the yeah. roof. Yeah. It's I'll like, tell you one thing. Alaska Airlines is my favorite airline for many years. That's like basically only airline I fly unless I'm going overseas. But uh, they did this commercial with the, the safety dance song, and it was all about COVID and masking and stuff. And I'm like, it makes me not even want to use your airline anymore. Like, it's, it was so cringeworthy. Wow. I don't well, understand how parents can be maskless but have their kids masked up when an adult is a higher risk per se than a child is. It's kind yeah, of crazy. Not to mention, do you not realize that you and that kid breathe the same air like all day, every day? So if one of you is going to get it, both of you is going to get it. So masking them up or masking you up without them masked up is the same as neither of you having a mask on. That's my favorite. It's like at the grocery store seeing a couple, like the guy has a mask on, the chick doesn't. It's like, I'm not sure you understand how any of this works. That was my wife and I for a while. Uh, and I understood how it worked, but she didn't. Yep. 
me too. Um, yeah, they say, oh, the, the kids need to wear the masks in order to, so they don't bring home the germs to, to their elderly grandparents and stuff. And, and I, I get pissed off when I hear that rationale because at what point in history have children been responsible for the well-being of adults? That seems ass backward to me. Um, I'm pretty sure you can go back to like the Aztecs where they were sacrificing children for, you know, like, the, <laughs> well, to the god of rain. That might be more effective than giving them masks. That, I mean, that's been it, the it, biggest it, sin of all of this. It's, it's, I don't have the words to, to explain how angry I am about, you know, there, there's kids that are in the, you know, say you're five, six years old in 2020. How do you grow up? in in be a functional adult when years of your formative life are be afraid of the air be afraid of your neighbors be afraid of talking to people you can't shake hands you can't look people in the eye wear wear a face cover you you know like it's just absurd it's, yeah. it's just well the the glass half full side of that is that uh in 18 years when your daughter's of age she's going to be able to run circles around all these retards that can't even, <laughs> don't even know how to use English properly. That's, that's know. exactly what I'm banking on. <laughs> My daughter we're, wore a mask we're, we're, one yeah. time the entire pandemic. We're all going to have to keep it. We were on vacation in California and went to the children's museum and anybody over two had to wear a mask. And I couldn't be the guy to take the fun away of her not being able to have fun at the museum so i allowed my wife to put a mask on her not that not allowed i we're a team <laughs> we both make the decisions but i shut my mouth and dealt with it even though the entire couple hours we were running around the place i was just cringe the whole time like i don't like seeing her in a mask i don't like her seeing me in a mask my son was always awkward looking at me in a mask and he would reach up and try and pull it down because he wants to see my mouth moving when I'm talking to him. Right. He's only one years old or one year old. Yep, I'm with you 100%. That's heartbreaking, all of this. What were you saying, Tunes, uh, in the middle of that? Uh, I'm not sure. Uh... <laughs> well, I, I, I was agreeing with you, or maybe it was Justin, that, you know, our, our kids that that we have are going to be the tops when when they come of age because we didn't teach them to be scared of the million invisible monsters and that cloth is going to protect them for you know all that bullshit uh and i i was in agreement with you whichever one of you said that at the time and no you you jogged my memory uh we're gonna have to keep in touch so so we can have a little uh group of normal kids yes yeah. okay <laughs> at least pen pals eh <laughs> yes uh, 100% <laughs> we'll do that we'll probably we'll probably have to set up a carrier pigeon system at that point yeah because I, I was mean, just about for... to call you a status for using the post office depending yeah. on <laughs> I mean not for nothing though like we're, we're well down the line of, of complete parallel societies are we not like well, the, I think the real question is is in 18 years is is there is the united states of america going to still be a thing i mean finger crossed no but 
no. There's a lot of what yeah, will we fingers be? crossed. Uh, hopefully. hopefully, New Hampshire, Georgia, Florida. Mm-hmm. I was just gonna say fifty states. Yeah, there'll probably be more. We'll probably have Puerto Rico as a, the fifty-first state. Yeah, you know I just what? hope some of the free states will welcome me with open arms because if that happens, I'm definitely getting out of Washington. Yeah. We we got you down here, doggy. Come yeah. on down to Georgia. Sure <laughs> thing. Nothing like hundred degree summers. If if that does happen, I have kind of thought about like, do I have to apply for immigration to West Virginia? Like, <laughs> it'll it'll I'm sure it'll all work itself out. Because uh, the apparently the, apparently during the pandemic, um, if you were traveling from New York down to Florida, there was police on the roads on I ninety five turning people around and sending yeah. them back. That's a that's a clear violation of basic uh you know freedom yeah freedom of constitutional travel, yeah. yes it is but also i'm fine with it keep those new york idiots in new york i don't want them coming down here and ruining my state agreed but i might be the turd in the punch bowl like, <laughs> I, I, i'm one of the good ones i'm one of the good ones i promise you what gotta you understand that these these <laughs> cities like new york la seattle they they don't represent most of the state Right. So a New York idiot might be more right leaning than you, and he comes from nowhere near the city. But New York and he's just sick too. of yeah, the politics New city, there. New York City controls that state, and I mean, upstate New York is is pretty fucking cool. Um, you know, it's real beautiful and like good people. You know, so New York is especially the case. I'm sure it's the same with California, northern versus southern or whatever. Three quarters of Washington state is like desert and the coast of Washington on this side of the mountains is like the greenest place on earth and all the left leaners are on this quarter of the state and three quarters of the state is like super Trumpy. So maybe you can uh, get somebody to... uh fake id you uh license plate from montana or something when the time comes <laughs> yeah we'll, we'll we'll figure out some sort of underground railroad sure yeah i think that's pretty common in most states that have a, a high population it's really just that you know the big metropolitan areas are the ones that have that dense population of leftist policies i'm and pretty the, sure that's because that's because you have to be an idiot to live in the city, stacked on top yeah. of people on top of people <laughs> on top of people. No arguments here. Like it's it's just like bait for them. Yeah, so- even before I like woke up, I like I never could see myself being in a like living in a city. I don't even like driving in a city. Oh and god, I go to it a kills me. And, it's like- and I never thought I would be into living in a rural rural area but the older i get the more i just look at land as far away from the city as possible and i just want to check out yeah all that being said though jackie is the exception that proves the rule she lives in well i mean she i guess she's not she's probably in sandy springs right not atlanta proper correct but i'm from south florida i mean i moved here in 06 so Louisiana, raised in South Florida, allegedly. I don't really know because I wasn't coherent at birth. However, 
from what I was told, <laughs> raised in uh, South Florida. Well, I know that part, but yeah. Well, were you in Miami or just South? Fort Lauderdale, Miami Fort Lauderdale. area. Okay. Yeah. But believe it or not, uh, Miami is very red, red state. I mean, their part, Broward, where I live, is very blue. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, that's because of the Cubans, right? Because they don't mm -hmm. want communism. Because they recognize what it looks like. And they left that place to get out of it. Well, there's they no should be libertarians more. then. Because Republicans are communists. <clears throat> well, they don't know about libertarians. But they're slightly less communist than the open communists. Yeah, they're communists from 2008, not communists from now. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> you have you have friends in in Cuba, don't you, Jackie? Um, no, I mean, I like I do have a guy there that's a um, he did like the translating and stuff for us, and hung out with a couple times when I went over to Cuba. And, and then I had a Cuban guy that I met over there. And then went back and hooked up with, but that was about it. That was pre-COVID. Okay. <laughs> Perks of working for the CIA. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> they were they were there during all those protests. Was that how long ago was that? Was that two years ago? That was yeah. That was that was during that was during the pandemic, and that's when they were saying it was for because they're not getting the vaccine. And that which was bullshit. It was because. Like people weren't getting food and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. It had nothing to do with the vaccine. But of course, you know, the news, they want to push that. This is how much people want to get the okie doke. Yeah. That they are, you know, but, uh, but yeah, no. Nope. So how would they react if, you know, they're, they're, you know, woke in the classic sense, right? an hour an hour terminology or, uh yeah yeah because they don't want the they want the freedom mm -hmm. you know so we don't appreciate our freedom here we only start to appreciate it once it starts you know getting taken away and i think that was one of the biggest things that people did during um the shutdown in the beginning is they proved that they would listen and they would submit to the tyranny yeah, I don't, I really don't know how, well, I know how people still want to maintain the status quo, even in the past couple of years, because they just, because they're, I don't, I don't know. I don't have an answer. What I'm trying to say, know. Is, you know, I don't know. I'd have to get together. There we go. I'm surprised that anybody hasn't seen the bullshit and the hypocrisy and all the, the crap that we see from the past couple of years, given the, the, the statements made at the beginning of COVID and the flip-flopping that's going on now and the backtracking and all this stuff. How do people not see that? I, it has to be just like the normalcy bias and uh, people are busy, you know, people don't want to. Uh, like Justin was saying, rethink their whole existence. Um, it's scary to realize that, you know, it's crumbling around you. We are, you know, last days of a fallen empire. Um, it's really scary to think about that. But, I mean, token trademark tunes 
advice get some chickens get some guns grow some food like it's not gonna get any better anytime soon i'd argue get the guns before the chickens though yes agreed definitely but chickens are nice too you gotta especially if you got good neighbors you gotta protect the chickens you know before there's raccoons everywhere raccoons are going after your chickens well and even if you're hoarding up food and chickens and everything else you don't have guns to defend them once shit hits the fan uh you're just collecting it for your neighbor down the street yep i like that meme that's uh you know uh from the office you got jim like smiling smugly through a a window and the the top the uh caption reads something like me you know smiling at my neighbors collecting you know my gun gun control neighbors collecting food for me or something like that i just grabbed. i mean it is spot on yeah it's true <clears throat> we all we all want to believe that when shit is the fan or we're all gonna we'll hope that we're all gonna be friendly and abiding and neighborly but you know if your family's in danger you're gonna you're going to pull a gun on your neighbor that you've known for the past 12 years and take his bucket of food if you have to. If well, it's, my, if it, you're the, you, if it's, if it's me or you, it's going to be me, you know? Oh, hundred percent. Yeah. My theory on guns, uh, if you're trying to prepare for if, you know, how bad shit hits the fan, you want to get one of every major caliber. That way, if you run into a supply cache somewhere, yeah. like what if you're, you know, you all you have is a nine millimeter, but you just ran into a thousand bullets of five, five, six. Well, I mean, I guess you could try and barter them, but it'd just be a lot easier if you had something that could shoot that to protect your family. Yeah. At I do that, think uh, human nature doesn't allow us to get that bad unless circumstances are incredibly bad uh i do think that the majority of us will band together as neighbors to do a more neighborhood watch and more hey i have chicken eggs what do you have oh you have water you know let's trade i i I think it is human nature to be more agreeable with groups um but the cities are gonna gonna explode in 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 create havoc but yeah i agree owen benjamin's idea his setup's like the perfect example of that he has people that just come to his house and he leaves them milk and things at his mailbox or whatever people come and pick up items that he produces on his farm really I've I've heard the name, but I really don't know who Owen Benjamin is. I think he calls it Beartaria or something like that. He's a uh, the first most canceled person in Hollywood. He's yeah, he's been, been growing on for me like six I, years. I would suggest you look into him. He's been growing on me. He was ahead of the curve. What What uh, is he famous for? He's a he was an actor and comedian he like he was on a bunch of sh- tv shows he was in movies he dated uh christina ricci and everyone canceled him well he's got good taste why did they cancel him uh because he said that three-year-olds 
are not trans. About wow. six years ago, he was ahead of the curve on everything. Wow. He's been calling out all the woke, woke stuff for many years. And I don't, uh, I'm a big fan of his wife too. She is, she's, she's, she's excellent on the eyes and she's also like, she's, she's down for the homestead. We should like, I, <laughs> if, if you don't have a wife like that, you should try, try finding one or husband for, for our female listeners and podcast hosts. Or for our gender fluid male, male listeners who like men. That's cool too. Sure. As long as they're consenting. Let's say we talked a lot, of, you know, we mentioned, you know, the inevitable full the inevitable fall of the the US empire here. Um, but the white pill would just be as as Ron Paul always, you know, puts it, look at the USSR versus Russia today. Uh yeah, there was a lot of hardships uh during the transition, but uh now Russia is a much freer and more prosperous place than the USSR ever was. Mm-hmm. I may argue that uh, Russia is much freer than where I live, but that may be a the different free, episode. Free state of New I don't know about that because we could still talk smack about the president at this point in time, as long as we're not that well known and uh, not to be killed over it. Whereas I think that may be a little bit different over there. Yeah, I don't know. I think. Well, there's a character in Game of Thrones named Peter Baelish, and he said once that it's chaos, and I'm referring to the fall of the American uh, empire. Chaos is not a pit, not a black pit. Chaos is a ladder. And I think if all of us can stay strong and let the, the dumb masses fall down away you know, from us when the, when the, everything falls away. And if we teach our, raise our kids right to be independent and strong people, I think we'll be okay. We'll, we'll, we'll weather the storm and we'll come out on top on the other side. I strongly agree with that. I think generationally we are in, we speaking, people on this podcast, people in the discord, people listening to this podcast are in good shape, but uh, the masses as a, as a whole are in for a uh, cold, hungry winter, especially in Europe. <laughs> That's right. Well, uh, do we want to wrap this up? Yeah, does anybody yeah. have any last thing that they'd like to say, and then I'll close this out? Yeah, I just hope that people don't lose hope, be positive, collaborate with like-minded people, while at the same time not forcing themselves into an echo chamber where you just all agree on everything together. There's nothing everyone in here, or everyone in here doesn't agree on everything. And that's what makes it fun. And that's what gives us good conversation because we can discuss things instead of just like shouting what we think are facts and everybody be like, huzzah, like, yes, we agree with that, everything. So yeah, just like, Surround yourself with good people and don't lose hope. Yes, have the humility to recognize that no one knows everything, including yourself. 
that's I think you know check yourself you know it's half the people out there are by definition below average um and i'm below average uh but once you recognize that everyone you know is dumb you can start leveling and talking with people you hopefully their ego is in check and they're able to humble themselves right i agree 100 percent. all right so how can people find us on the internet jackie Yes. So what you're going to do is you're going to go to union of the unknowns.com. That's where you'll be able to find our discord page. So please join us on discord. If you want to see the funny memes that our ding dongs post, you'll definitely have the opportunity to see that there. Um, if you, uh, Reach out to us if you have a topic. I'm going to give you our phone number as well, which you can also find on our website, but that's 404-519-2521. And then reach out if you have a topic ideas, have a funny comment, something nice to say, or you'd like to join us on our podcast. Um, or something mean to say. Feel free to send in the hate mail too. Uh, well, I was leaving that out because whatever but (laughs) (laughs) um it could be funny but who knows you know anyways uh just go ahead and shoot in your comments to us you'll be able to find our twitter page our discord our phone number our email everything right at unionoftheunknowns.com and i think perm is gonna close us out and you guys all have a bitchin night yep good to see everybody thanks for joining We have this notion that somehow if you're poor, you cannot do it. Poor kids are just as bright and just as talented as white kids. Good night, everyone. Bye. Take care. Thank you for tuning in for another episode of Union of the Unknowns. You can find a new episode every month on all your favorite podcasting networks.